Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Wronger, you've got the podcast, and James, last week, I know you're looking at the hat and you're thinking, what's going on with that? There is a story behind this that uh, had big fight with wife last week. You know the kind of fights that you have where you just, you got to leave the house just to drop everything, walk out, and I did. And I'm walking, I live out in the country in Tennessee, so you know a lot of my neighbors, they've got uh, flamingos in their front yard and uh, just uh, decorative pieces. Everyone's got their own artistic flair, but one of them pulled me aside and said, listen, I can't have you walking out here in the dead of the night looking like you do, especially with no pants. So he brought me home, rang the doorbell, Mrs. Steve answers the door, still hopping mad, and the flamingo says, well, I brought him home. What do you want me to do with him? See, because I jammed up his... Anyway, but uh, James, I can tell by your flabbergasted stare that you're letting that, that joke steep before you react to it. And while that's soaking, let me tell everyone, you have reached the podcast where we argue about things that matter not to nobody. And we've even gotten rid of the poll, which doesn't matter to anybody <laughs> either. There will be numbers put up there this week that nobody bothers with. But James, how you doing tonight? Well, I'd like to say that thanks to your crappy hotel phone, which I think is still echoing back through, Cover that receiver, man, or the earpiece. But I thought you said a fight with life, which made so much more sense given your station. Just, <laughs> you were just giving up on everything. Like, seriously, it's given you such a beating at this point. So, yeah, that, that it made a lot more sense. And also, I'm glad the numbers returned back to where they belong. I mean, you had a one-week vacation just to remind you that it was possible for you to win, and then I can go back to crushing you week after week after week. If I keep winning at this ratio of 100 to 1, I'm fine with it. There's that one episode just to string you along every once in a while, and then we go right back to my <laughs> unrelenting victories. Well, people are going to vote for the Flamingo hat this week. I am confident. But because we argue about things that don't matter, we have a topic every week. And this one was suggested by the esteemed James Breakwell. What are we arguing about tonight, James? Breath mints versus chewing gum. Breath? Mints versus chewing gum. Now, the way that this works, James calls me and then says, do we have a topic? And I say no. And you came up with two, just bam, bam, and they were both pretty good. Did those just fly off the top of your head, or do you have these on reserve was, somewhere? I was literally just looking at things on my desk. I saw gum, and I saw a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. His uh, cache of good ideas is splayed out in front of him. That is the sign of true genius. And before we get into the debate, where James, I do have to confess, I'm flipping the Mount Rushmore <laughs> order of faith this week. I'm in Fresno, California. They haven't even heard of Guam out here. What are you talking about? Isn't that closer to Guam than any other podcast you've been on to date? No, I've been near, I'm in Central California, uh, like Central East West. I've been on the coast also. Oh, so right. I've been closer to Guam, like uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Jose. One of those would be closer. They're, they're all about Guam down there. 
<laughs> They're all about Guam. Well, we do have to start with compliments. And James, I know that you spend a lot of time each week crafting a compliment for me. And that's why you always go first, because I just want to get a little bit of NOS in my engine to get charging forward with the debate. Well, I would like to compliment you on trusting the public enough to check into hotels under your real name because you're the only person who still <laughs> uses a hotel phone because this this weird way we have to set up these these videos remotely and i have to call the front desk and uh generally the person i call is utterly confused as to why somebody would call a landline in a hotel like unless i'm unless i'm calling for like a sex worker or a drug deal it doesn't make any sense and even they use cell phones now they have the burner phones and then it, sometimes every once in a while like today they get extra extra worried and they make me give your first and last name and every time i wonder really? i wonder if like is this the time he checked in under an alias is this the time he tried to protect himself but no you embrace this the fact that nobody will ever ever be looking for you at a hotel and you just give them your real first and last name and i tell them that and they roll their eyes and put me through so props to you for checking in under your real name Absolutely. And when they go through the management training of drug dealer or sex worker, they usually don't have red flags go up until they heard your voice tonight, James. And then it was all hands on deck. Yeah, who, who else calls a hotel at whatever time it is over there for a, for a what, 95-year-old man in a hotel room? It's, it, it, it's all, it all sounds fishy. Do 95-year-olds order sex workers or drug dealers? I think they kind of pass that stage in life, but... We won't get into that because you'll get here someday, James, and know that your proclivities, they shift left and right as you go forward. But my compliment to you is you were still able to bang out the phone number on f using fingertips that are probably worn to the bone. You have Raleigh fingers after that newsletter this week. James, that thing read like the Sunday edition of the New York Times. It took me four hours to get through it. Were you in like a lather? Were you glistening with sweat when you were done with it? It took my whole Sunday, man. If you if you see it like in Word document form, now granted, I put spaces between each paragraph. It was like sixteen pages long, and there was more I could have. There was more I could have written. I had to cut myself what? off. You know what? I was home for a lot of days with the kids and the pigs, and when that happens, stuff just goes wrong. And I looked at it, I was like, is there any one thing I can cut from this and have it still make sense? And there wasn't. There was just too much adventure. I thought, you know who's going to complain about this? Steve. That was all the more reason to send it through. my dear sir. <laughs> wow, I had a number in my head of how many pages on the Word document. Do you use 12-point font, like times 12? No, it was, it was Calibri. I don't know that it was. I think it was 16, but again, I, I put spaces between each paragraph, and it's double space, so that's kind of cheating. I think the rule of thumb is 3,000 words is nine pages, and that was 4,500 words. So yeah, I guess that, I guess that would work out to about uh, yeah, I guess that'd be about thirteen or fourteen pages if you did the spacing more evenly. Yeah, that was that was a lot of content I put out for free for for the ungrateful you. <laughs> <laughs> The ungrateful me. Yeah. If I were ungrateful, I wouldn't have spent all morning reading it. <laughs> I had a four and a half hour flight out here, and it really did absorb most of the time. Bad and drooling on myself, sleeping. So good on you, and good on everyone who read it, because the adventures that you chronicle this week are adventures that probably zero people on the face of the earth would have to experience, <laughs> which makes you a brilliant storyteller. 
because you can't make this yes, stuff my up. stories are only good because they happen to me and not you if they if they were shared in any way it would it would kill the magic but it's, it's the good thing it's a good thing to observe from a distance everybody loves the misfortune of others especially you uh, a little schadenfreude exactly all right speaking of marge shot or sigmund freud mint or chewing gum when you are freshening your breath what shall the two sides of the mount rushmore quarter of fate uh, mean for you? Head. Uh, reflect for you? I don't know what the verb is for you, James Briggs. Heads, gum, tails, mints. Heads, gum, tails, mint. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? It is, uh... Wow, that's bizarre. It's tails. <laughs> but it's Thomas Jefferson's head, which made me think it was heads, and I flipped a nickel by mistake. Anyway, so there... <laughs> Oh, this is truly a nickelback, this quarter. Anyway, you, sir, have breath mint because it was tails. It was Mount Rushmore, not George Washington. Oh, Any- George Washington could be on both sides if you're ready. I could go on and on. I've had a little bit of coffee on the flight out here, James. But please, argue your point and then lose the poll that nobody cares about. All right. Well, I'm so excited that you're done talking briefly. All right. So, <laughs> breath mints, far superior to chewing gum. Chewing gum is work. You got to keep your jaw going all day long, munching it over and over and over again. A breath mint is a singular experience. It is a brief, cooling blast of flavor. You just hold it on your tongue. It just sits there, and it is it is refreshing. You don't have to make your you don't you don't look like you're a rabbit chewing uh, chewing grass or a cow chewing cud. You put the mint in and you let it do its what? work. And you don't have to worry about your teeth, you know, messing up the refreshing odors that come off of it. Your tongue does all the work. It just sits there and it makes you look respectable. If you can, you can easily chew a breath mint when you are in a business meeting or meeting somebody important, but you can't chew gum. And you're going to make you spit that out. You're going to look, you're going to look uh, irresponsible. You're going to look immature. You're going to look like you. And that's not a good look for anybody. Why would you ever want to chew gum? How can I be immature and 95 years old all in the same conversation? You got to pick a You're an immature right 95 year old. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> I'm the immature one. You're the one that coined the the, the adage, the uh, the phrase refreshing odor. I don't know that I've ever heard those two words put together <laughs> before. But I've got too many things written down. My pen was about to burst into flames. There are so many reasons to argue for gum over breath mints in this case. Now, first and foremost, the gum is individually wrapped. Like breath mints, you, you get like your 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 stuff, your bacteria, all the things that live on your body, the flora and fauna in that little container, whether you have certs or Tic Tacs or whatever you got, whatever brand name that's not paying us. And when you share with people, you usually tap it out and touch their hand with the case. And it's just weird and gross. And this is how we pass communicable diseases like Ebola throughout the airports. So the gum is individually wrapped. Somebody wants to share your gum with you. You pull a piece out, hand it to them, no problema. They throw the wrapper away. All of your funk is in the garbage can, and that's where it belongs, James. And you are a white guy, but you got a lot of funk, I got to say. 
the other thing is that you can chew gum. Like, your brain can go into any mode and you can still be chewing gum. Breath mints require a little bit of discipline what? on your part. And I don't want to have discipline in the middle of a business meeting. I can shove that piece of gum up between my cheek and gum and just kind of let it sit for the meeting and then pull it back out, start chewing again, whistling a happy tune. The breath mints, I swear to God, James, I'm like Mr. Owl on a Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop commercial that you don't remember because your parents were my age when they saw it. But he he could only lick that Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop three times, and then he took a big chomp out of it. And that's how breath mints go for me. I'll have it in my mouth, and it'll be dancing around a little. And pretty soon I figure, heck with it, I got other things to do with my brain, and I just chew it up and swallow it. What good does it do then, James? What good does it do? That piece of gum, it will continue to refresh and create those, let's see, what is the term again? Refreshing odors that come out of your mouth. And um, and you're out of ideas. No, I can't read my writing. <laughs> There's plenty of ideas there. I'll give you one last one. Gum is big, not small. If you want to go with a mint, whether it's uh, in a roll or in a box, notice how I avoided using the brand names, but everyone still knows what I'm talking about. They're tiny, man. You put a piece of gum in your mouth and it's big and it'll last you a while. You can put a couple pieces of gum and chew like a cow with cud. <laughs> you got to put 75 of those little, they're, they're tic-tac-sized mints. See, I used it as an adjective, not as a brand name that time. And so you got to get a whole bunch of them in your mouth and then you just look dumb. You're, you're kind of half chewing and half sucking and it becomes confusing for everyone around you gum is the best answer james well i'd like to thank you for pointing out the single biggest advantage of mints because i missed it you're right gum is individually what? wrapped for the most part mints are not yeah. so gum comes with exponentially more trash each individually wrapped piece <laughs> with an, a container around it and foil around that mints you got just one box and that's it one piece of trash not 150 pieces of trash for each single mint and the, and the best part is after you put that mint in your mouth it disappears it absorbs into your body it gets turned into into flavorable pleasant gases it it, it is just oh. a magical experience <laughs> but what it doesn't do is stick around magical you can chew that gases. you can chew that gum for hours hours and it will stick in your mouth yeah. getting harder and harder and at some point you've got to spit it out and you're either going to put it in the trash can where it's going to go to a landfill with all those individual wrappers adding to the mass of trash because you just hate the earth or you're going to stick it someplace awful, like under a desk, on a wall, in a theme park. I mean, there's a one, there's a reason the teachers always say no gum in the classroom, why there's signs all over the place saying don't put gum there, why it's stuck to sidewalks, it's stuck to benches. What's When's the last time you saw a mint being a public nuisance? There's no downside to it. It makes people have good breath. You don't stick it to things. It doesn't It doesn't add to landfill. It, do, it doesn't do anything but help people. There's all this that makes the world better, and then there's nothing that makes it worse. Whereas gum, I'd say the drawbacks outweigh the benefits i mean gum is just gross you look gross it's gross when you spit it out it's gross when you stick it to something it's gross if it makes it to the landfill which is the best case scenario it's gross if you swallow it and don't lie to me and tell me you've never swallowed gum it is just it is there's a reason it's inedible and they try to market that like it's a perk but it's not it's a drawback it's not even food steve it's not even food it's just like food because there are a variety of flavors that you can get of gum. Mint comes in mint. 
and I'm on it. I'm on, that's it, man. Like gum, you got big red, you got juicy fruit, you got the, the flavor stripe gum, you got bazooka gum, like bubble gum flavored gum. You've got the, the big jawbreakers with the different fruity flavors. James, you got a lot of options, and you, of all the people I know, need more options in your life because your life is stagnant. Nothing ever <laughs> happens to you from week to week, obviously with your column. But uh, go ahead and roll the dice and tell people what they're going to ignore this week because I want everyone to go on a voter's strike. Don't vote this week. Let's take Breakwell's <laughs> fire and thunder from him. All right. So if you're the one person who ignores that and votes for me, giving me the win by one to zero, <laughs> vote for 16 to pick Mints and James Breakwell. If you want to pick Gum because you're a gross, disgusting human being like Steve, vote for 82. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 17. 17. I actually wrote them down Ooh. this week, James. I wasn't lost in thought or sitting in a trance-like rapture. So, all you've got to remember for next week is just one of you. And you can all get together. There's really only three people that listen to the podcast in the first place. Do a rock, paper, scissors. Figure out who votes for Stephen 82. And until next week, when we unveil that I have won and you have voted for the Flamingo, this is Steve Obimus, Dr. Steve, for James the Raleigh-Fingered Unicorn, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and remember, two wrongs can make a right.